Hi, this is Monica Olivas. I love running, eating, and sharing the best tips and strategies to help you run your best life. It's time to get inspired, do the work, and be brave so you can chase down your goals. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Today, I'm talking to Amanda from Run to the Finish about her book for middle-of-the-pack runners. I'm very excited. Amanda and I go way back. I've mentioned this before, but I started blogging around the time when I discovered running and was documenting my journey to lose weight and train for my first marathon. This is like 10 years ago now. And when I started blogging, I met and connected with so many different people who have become friends, but most of them either went in a different direction with their blog, so they're more lifestyle now, or they decided to go in a different direction with their career, or they just quit altogether. And Amanda's kind of one of the last OGs that I know. So I'm really excited to talk to her about her book. We also have the Fun Run Challenge. It is going strong. So I want to share some of the best days so far. And let's start with that in the warm up. Now, if you're running, walking, or another form of multitasking, everything I mentioned will be in the show notes on runningrepeat.com. So if you want more info or want to check out pictures, you can see it there. And please make sure you're following at Run Eat Repeat on Instagram because I share all the news and tips there as well. And I think it might be the easiest way to kind of interact. I have a couple questions for you at the end of the warm up, and it's harder to interact in a podcast situation than on a blog post or on social media or on a Facebook page. So, Oftentimes, when I am asking a question on the podcast, I always post it to Instagram. And I get a lot of questions as well in the Instagram stories box. And I have one actually today. So I want to kind of talk about that. But I think that might be the easiest way to kind of go back and forth with your questions, your thoughts, etc. So make sure that you're following me there and definitely chime in. If you have thoughts on my questions at the end of this warm up, first, we got to talk about the fun run challenge because I truly believe that it is fun. And even though we are definitely well into it, you can join in even if it is the last day of the challenge. And I think, too, this is something if you wanted to get the printout and just kind of use it to get some ideas and inspiration for mixing up your running. If you feel like you might be in a running rut, this could be a fun way to just get you excited again about it. And some of the items on the calendar are running specific. So run your favorite route faster than the last time you ran it. So if you are using any sort of GPS watch or any app or tracker, and you can see the last time you ran the route you're going to do today, what was your time? Try to beat it. That is definitely something specific to improving your running fitness. But in terms of just getting excited about running again, we have talked about our favorite running books, our favorite running movies. I just shared a playlist 
that is all new songs. I think most of them are from this year. So you might not have them on your playlist if you haven't been updating your music frequently, but they're just tasks and ideas to help you enjoy running. They're also ideas for posting. So if you enjoy posting on social media, but kind of sometimes aren't sure what to post, on some level, this is like a photo a day challenge because they are a list of ideas every day that you can post about on your social media instead of just a straight running shoes picture or selfie or whatever, if you wanted to change it up. Not that you have to, because I don't know. I I never have a problem with anything that anyone is posting, but I know that sometimes people like to kind of switch it up. And this is suddenly turning into honesty hour. I remember getting a mean comment. I don't know if it was on my blog or on Instagram about like that all I take are mindless selfies, which is very funny because that is not what my Instagram is. And I know for a fact it isn't because I have a Samsung Galaxy Note phone. It is massive and I am massive. And I just have a very large head and the way that the camera is, I think it's a good camera, but the selfie camera, I am actually shockingly bad at taking selfies. And I say shockingly bad because you would think that since... I have a blog and podcasts and all of this stuff that I shouldn't, shouldn't you be good at a selfie? Yeah, I'm not. So there's that. And anyways, I just realized that that mean comment, I was like, no, that's just, I think you just go around telling people that under whatever selfie they are taking, but it's completely not accurate. So it was a little easier to not carry that with me because I knew truly that it wasn't accurate, but it did make me, unfortunately, second guess taking or posting a selfie for a while after that. And then I got over it because I'm just trying to live my life, right? Anyways, check out the calendar. I think it's super fun. I also posted a list of 21 runners to follow on Instagram And a lot of these, because that was one of the challenges recently on a Friday, I did a follow Friday party and said to tag three runners on Instagram that you really love or want to give a shout out to. And I did a blog post. I will link to that as well. I intended to do 21. The list was so long and I was so excited about every single one. I think it ended up being like 23. I made myself just try to cut it down as much as possible. But I am thinking that I might have to just do another post and separate them into categories in terms of virtual running clubs or races or just funny running memes or professional runners or inspiration, running coaches, all of that. Like there are reasons (laughs) to follow all of these different people that are solid reasons and ultimately, right? And this is why it takes all kinds. There is room for everyone in social media, in podcasting, in blogging, 
in running because we are all different. And the people that you follow might not be the people that your running buddy follows or vice versa. And there is a lot of overlap oftentimes, but then other times it's like, I think that this person is like the best or the most fun or the funniest, whatever it is. And someone else might not agree. So I think it takes all kinds. And I really had a case for each of these people. And I just wanted to keep going. And I ended up kind of mixing it up a little and sharing people that I think either have newer accounts or for whatever reason, if the people that you follow on Instagram aren't super diverse, and that's something that you want to incorporate, the list is pretty diverse. And that's also another awesome thing because it exposes you to potentially different people doing different training, having different goals, looking at different things, sharing a different experience. Like all of this, I think just is helpful and yeah, and fun too. So I will, like I said, link to that so you can check it out. And I'm going to try to tag everyone on Instagram stories so they're easy to follow that way as well. So I'll do a couple Instagram stories tagging everyone on that list for um, just to make it a little bit easier for you to follow them if you're interested. Next, I am inviting you to join the Pile on the Miles Challenge. It is coming up very soon. I've been hosting this challenge for years, and I really believe it's a great way to stay on track during a time of year that makes it extra hard to stay on track with running or walking or exercising in general because the weather, the hours of daylight, the family activities, and then especially right now with there not being as many races as in the past, there's this lack of motivation as well, or this lack of, um, I guess, goal or reason to push yourself and make sure you're getting in those miles. And so pile on the miles this year, we are going to keep it simple. It is going to be mileage focused. So how many miles you're running, walking. I haven't decided if we're going to do cycling yet, because I know that that is very helpful for runners that are potentially injured or injury prone, and you try not to get too high of mileage. But it is going to be just kind of trying to pile on as many miles as you can safely to make sure that you are challenging yourself and pushing yourself. And yeah, that is coming up soon. So that will be available on runningrepeat.com very, very soon. Invite your family, friends, dogs, enemies, uh, neighbors, postal workers. I don't know who else you know. The more the merrier. And coming in January, I'll be sharing a program that will help you with nutrition because that seems to be the common theme. Every time I am asking, hey, what do you guys want? What do you guys need? It seems like meal plan, nutrition, Um, something that's more kind of focused for a runner's diet, right? And it obviously has to be balanced and healthy. And what am I supposed to eat before a run, after a run, um, to fuel up before a long run, all of those things we will be talking about very soon. And I think that making sure that you are piling on miles and that running is 
a happy, fun, healthy part of your fitness routine, once you already have that locked down, then you can kind of focus on the other aspects of a healthy lifestyle. So make sure that you are kind of following along for that too. And to wrap up today's warm up, so I hope you're getting close to being nice and warm. I have a few questions for you. One, you can email me, you can write a letter, you can draw a picture and scan it and email it, I don't know, or reply on Instagram or in the show notes on rennyrepeat.com on the blog post. But people have been asking for more information on life updates. I've mentioned casually Ben recently and got a lot of questions. Every time I put up an Instagram story box, which if you're not familiar, and stick with me one second if this is obvious for you, but on Instagram, if you watch the stories, the little video clips or pictures that are only available for 24 hours in the top when you go on Instagram, you see run it, repeat, click on that at least once a week, but often multiple times a week, I will put up a box and it says, ask me a question. You can type in there. Unfortunately, it's limited characters. So you can't tell me your whole backstory. If you have a very specific running or race-related question, but if you have a fairly just straightforward question, you can put it in there. I get a lot of questions recently about Ben because, like I said, I mentioned him in a recent episode, and I really used to talk about him a lot. So I replied to the question because someone specifically said, are you going to do a podcast episode about Ben or updates or whatever, and people are just asking for updates? I am curious because people that are asking, I think, have read my blog since the beginning for nine years, 10 years, however long it may be. And so they know kind of like the whole backstory. Do I guess my question is, (laughs) let me know your thoughts on that. If you are new here, if you don't care about any character coming into the story now named Ben, if you need some previously seen on recap of last season, let me know. Or if you just straight up are like, yeah, I want to know, give me some specific questions that you would like me to answer. That would give me some more direction on where to go with this. Because the thing is that the people that are asking about it are the squeaky wheel. And that's who gets the oil. So if you are not on board with that, then squeak too, or just ignore it. Skip the episode, right? It's not going to keep you up at night, or at least it shouldn't. If it does, take a melatonin. Nope, don't do that. This isn't medical advice. Don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor. My next question, this is really serious. So if you have a second, let me know your thoughts. The Good Place. Have you seen it? What do you think about it? I feel like it's been a really long time since I've just watched a kind of sitcom show. I did watch Schitt's Creek and was a super fan of that. But previous, I don't know what I've been. Oh, I was watching The Crown. Anyways, I am on board with it. I am so about it. And I'm really surprised because I feel like a couple people mentioned it to me. I really love a cute gif of Kristen Bell. 
I mean, yeah, I knew nothing about it. I started watching it and I'm on board with it. So I'm super excited. I'm also curious if, is this like the good place, but it's really the bad place? Like I suddenly look around the world today and think, holy carp. I should really pretend like I'm in the good place and I can't cuss and change all of the cussing words to like, holy shirt balls. Anyways, I'm so into it. And I am so late to this party. So I want to talk about it with someone that is also on board and or has seen it in the past and was a fan. And if you've seen it, is this the bad place? Because I mean, it just seems like we've had a year, right? I can see that. I also thought maybe it was purgatory. My mom said that's just Catholicism talking, (laughs) the Catholic in me. Anyways, let me know your thoughts. I'm going to put out a question when I post this on Instagram at running repeat. So chime in with your thoughts on the good place. If we are in the bad place and any other suggestions that I should be watching next, because I'm going to fly through the show way too fast and then have a hole in my heart that needs to be filled with something else. I'm very excited to get to the interview with Amanda Brooks. She's the author of the book, Run to the Finish. But before we start chatting about the book, we talk about so many different things. So just for some context, Amanda recently ran an ultra marathon solo. It wasn't an in-person event. It wasn't a virtual race. She kind of set this goal for herself and ran her own ultra marathon. So I start with talking about that and realize that we hadn't really set the scene completely. That's the situation. She had a goal. She trained for it. She did a solo ultra. We start there. I will put photos and links to everything that we mention on runningrepeat.com. So if you want to see more, learn more, get more info, you can get it there. Now let's talk with Amanda. I want to start off with talking about the ultra because it's super exciting and awesome. All of it, like the training and then you with your bib that you made. So, <laughs> um, and I feel like it, it kind of just happened. So how do you feel? How did it go? Yeah. So what we're like five days out right now. So honestly, I feel better than I have felt after a lot of marathons, which makes no sense to me because I definitely had issues during Overall, body feels good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that I did it. I think I still don't really feel like I did it in some ways because obviously there was no finish line. There was no crowd. There was just my watch beeped and I started sobbing like, oh my God, like I can stop now. (laughs) Um, So it was a very like... I don't mind long runs by myself. So I knew that the idea of just going out for that long by myself would not be the thing that would break me. So a lot of people kept being like, holy crap, there's no way I would do that by myself. And I was like, that won't be the piece. Like if something is going to get me, it won't just be me running for a long time by myself. Unfortunately, I did have like a very random knee pain. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so I think now really my thing is I never thought I would say it, but I already can tell I want to do it again because uh-huh. my brain has that I can do it better. Yes. Right. <laughs> it was, it's like a marathon when you're like just one, one and done. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I, and I genuinely thought one marathon and then it's like, 30 something later, you're like, wait a second. I said one. And I, I, I still right now say one more, like just, I just do one more. I just want to go out feeling good. And so well, I feel like though, since you have run that distance, you kind of want to do it in a real race situation. Is that what you would do it again for? I think I probably would enjoy that atmosphere, especially when you're in like that mile 28 to 31, that whole new territory. And like, as I was running around a lake and there were these people around me, I just wanted to be like, none of you realize how far I have just run. (laughs) Like I wanted like a banner or something. So I was like, okay, in a race setting, like everyone there is feeling it with you. But I think it really just is this like, I had long runs feel better than that did because of whatever the crazy issue was. So I want to do it again because I just feel like I could do it and feel better. So I definitely think there's a good potential for another one. We'll see. It always comes down to the training for me in the end. Like even with marathon training, you get to like that second 20 miler and start questioning your life. Why am I doing this? Yeah. I always, I always question it actually at the race, like rarely in training (laughs) as much as every marathon I've run, I say never again. And then it's just like, and then once again. It's very true. I have said that at minus the first one. I have said that at the finish of all of them. (laughs) Uh Have you run trail races or races where there are ultra distances in the race? I've only done one trail race, oddly enough. And I actually don't think there were any ultra runners in that one. It was a short one that was really focused on a lot of vertical out in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Since being in Colorado, unfortunately, I had the knee injury and that kind of took a couple years of racing out. And then this year took out all of racing. So um, I actually haven't done, even though there are a ton of trail ultras and things out in Colorado, I haven't had a chance to really be at any of them yet. Yeah. Just because I think, um, especially doing this, I, I would, I think I would want the like race aspect of an ultra also, not just for the crowd to know how much you've done, but I feel like the ultra racing community and to some extent, just even trail racing community, and sometimes they kind of overlap, are the most awesome. Like, and, and I've said this to, I, I feel like I've said this on the show before because I've run a couple trail races and I remember one specifically running behind, you know, where they do like the single track it's kind of narrow on the path. And there was a very fit looking male runner in front of me. And he kind of heard me behind him and I wasn't on his butt, like on any level, you know, it was just, I was kind of like behind him and he said, Hey, let me know if you want to pass, like just the friendliest thing. And I'm like, in a road race. Like, you know, people are so aggressive. They're practically like snot rocket on you, spitting (laughs) on you sometimes, you know, and they're just like, do not care. It just seems so much more competitive. And I just feel like the community of the ultra is like, hey, do you need anything? You know, like if you stop to walk, they're just like so welcoming that it is 
crazy because they're, I mean, they're running that much more a lot of times and or in even harder conditions. So I could see myself anyways, like drinking the Kool-Aid happily <laughs> that's like spiked with salt and be and wanting to like do more of those races because I feel like those people are just so awesome and friendly. That yeah, I, think I do it's think it's a it. different atmosphere where they are much calmer about yeah. the situation and much more like I'm going a really long ways. So like, whatever, if I stop for 30 seconds, yes, whatever, if I walk up this hill. So a lot of that pressure that we feel with marathons, I do feel like gets kind of stripped away. The only thing I dislike is the judgment trail runners have for road runners. So uh-huh. I still love running on the road. And a lot of my trail running friends are just like, no, it's horrible for you. It's so bad for you. And I'm like, I get it. I know, like, I love the trails, but I can zone out better on the roads. Like, yes. I can think, cause I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not afraid I'm going to fall off a cliff or yeah. trip over my own two feet. So like, for me, they serve different purposes. Yeah. And I am terrified of snakes. And there are like a lot of snakes here and a couple of local runners that I follow that run the trails around here, like will show pictures of snakes when they see them. It's terrifying to me. Like it is a disservice for me to follow these people because <laughs> I'm like, nope, like I just, ugh, it's so, it's so terrifying to me. Um, but you mentioned your knee injury. So for anyone that doesn't know, and you just casually mention a knee injury and then running an ultra, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So three years ago now I had knee surgery. Um, so unfortunately it was kind of an injury that had been around for like eight months that we couldn't figure out what it was. So we went in, cleaned up a bunch of stuff, realigned my kneecap. And so it took a long time to get back to feeling normal, honestly. Um, and really this summer I had thought I was training for Chicago that's what I kept telling myself. I knew I wasn't, but that's what I was telling myself. And so it was pretty amazing to be hitting higher mileage than maybe I have in maybe five years. Nothing hurt. Everything felt great. And so even during the ultra, oddly enough, it was my good knee that started to hurt. So the knee that i had had surgery on took a long time to come back, but now it's, it's gung ho and, and ready to run. Do you think that your knee kind of bugging you right now? Because, you know, sometimes this happens at the end of an entire training cycle. And when we get to even like taper mode, stuff starts to kind of pop up. Do you think it was something like that? Does it still hurt or? Yeah. So the couple of weeks of taper, I was actually pretty achy and I 100% chalked it up to this is taper. Um, the other thing being of course that we moved. And so I spent two days climbing up and down stairs and going from like a lifetime of carpet to a house that's hundred percent hardwood and standing on hardwood all day and not really thinking about standing desk and walking around and how that being barefoot was actually playing a little bit on my body. So I think there was like a bunch of that kind of happening. I've been going to, um, my PT now, and that's where he's like, I don't think there's anything like actually wrong with your knee, but like your glutes and everything were so tight and so like knotted up. I think that it pulled everything out of alignment. And then of course, as you run longer and longer, you get tighter and tighter. So it just kept getting worse. I think. Yeah. 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 It's not as easy as just like when we, and cause we use this term a lot, like when things are tight, it's not 
a matter of one stretch, one massage, like it has gotten tighter and tighter over minutes and miles and months. And so it takes a long time to like encourage your body to relax and stretch, you know, and get back there. And it's like one of these things that it just, it's part of like the journey, the undoing of the tightness is like a long road. Yes. And for years I have been so diligent with like monthly massage chiropractor, like even this PT who for me is a lot about like structural stuff. And then between the pandemic, the move summer, I mean, I hadn't been to see anybody in three or four months. Mm -hmm. So before I'm getting ready to do the biggest thing ever, I didn't like go basically tune up my body. So, you know, that was a poor decision on me as someone who has been around long enough to know those things matter. Yeah. It's just, it is so challenging though. Cause it's not as easy as a lot of times in the past, like making an appointment, going yes. on a regular basis. Like it is just big obstacles in the way yes. of kind of those maintenance things. Yeah. It's very different right now. Was he the one that did the tape on your back? I think I saw. Yeah. So he, prior to knee surgery, he's the one who introduced me to tape and like without the tape, I literally could not walk without pain. And then he would put it on and I could like actually run a little bit. And then post-surgery, we used it for swelling. And so A, he's just insanely smart and like amazing with like looking at your body Uh and movement, but he has made me like such a believer in tape. Is he a PT and chiropractor or... Yeah. So he will do a little bit of adjusting, but not usually like a full-on chiropractic adjustment. So I don't know what all his degrees are. I know he's got multiple. Um, He is actually an instructor for rock tape though. So like he really knows his stuff with it, which is cool. Yeah. I love that. I know. I saw that and I was like, oh, this is it. I just obviously we find this stuff very interesting. So I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. And when I hurt my foot last year, I went to like a PT who does chiropractor, like all these different things. And I just felt like he was so well-informed for runners. Like it just, you want someone that kind of gets it. And yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of like, look for a sports chiropractor or a sports. Like, so when I needed a PT, I was like, no, no, I want someone who works with athletes. And it's easy to kind of overlook that, but once you've been to one of those people and they don't just say something stupid, like stop running, yes, <laughs> then you're like, okay, I see you and we can work together. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. My primary care doctor is a runner. And I don't, in hindsight, remember, I remember knowing that this ha- was a requirement, but I don't remember exactly how I found her. Like I might've literally looked for local races, you know, kind of thing. And like saw like names and stuff, but I feel like there, every time there's been things come up, I've never heard don't run, like just don't run, you know, stop running, do something else. Like, yeah. Cause that it just, you want to be with someone that kind of gets it. Yeah. Love it. Did you run a virtual race or what was the setup for this ultra? So this was just me on my own. I didn't sign up for anything. Mostly I had kind of decided I didn't want the stress of will an actual race happen or not happen. Um, And then we've had the same issues that California has had with air quality 
And so I wasn't hundred percent certain really until like a couple weeks before I did it exactly when I would try to do it. So yeah, it was just kind of, cause it was for me, I figured at the end of the day, it was 100% to prove to myself I could do it. So yeah, I finally just picked a day and, and went for it. Yeah. Well, I think it's that much harder even without any extra, like outside pressure or accountability, like the formality of, well, I said I was going to do this race on this specific day when it is just you running that long. I mean, we know it in training, finishing like long runs can just sometimes be so challenging because it's not in a race situation. And so I feel like it seems like it would be that much harder actually to do an ultra solo. Is that the feedback you were getting? Cause I know there were just so many people kind of chiming in. Yeah. So some of it was a little more like, did I miss that you were going to do this? You never really talked about it, um, <laughs> which I didn't say all that much about it. Like every now and then I would kind of hint, like, I think I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. Um, I think that my internal drive, once I've decided I want to do something is so high that the rest of it doesn't matter that much. And in fact, I was still even a little nervous to even post like the bib and say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. And it wasn't, I wasn't worried about failing, like whatever, if I had tried and only made it to 20 miles, yeah. I didn't care. It was more just, I don't know for sure if tomorrow will be the day or not. So I think for me, it really was just like an internal drive. And even my husband who was like, so ready to help, I was like, nah, you probably don't need to meet me to like three and a half, four hours. Uh And he was like, Oh, really? I was going to like check on you every hour. And I was like, no, that's okay. (laughs) Mostly because I knew I would get into my head and get a rhythm. Um, so yeah, I think this one was just, I don't think I could do a marathon virtually because I have expectations. So I have a, here's how it should go. Here's how fast I should run. This had zero expectations. It was just, I'm just going to see how long I can run. Like, can I make it this far? And I think that was okay. But I have mad respect for everyone doing these virtual marathons and even setting like incredible times. Yes. Yes. I feel like I've been seen lately running half marathons and marathons at very challenging times, like setting solo PRs. And I am like amazing, amazing because I feel like to push yourself to a PR level, it really does help if you are actually racing. Yeah. I I don't think I could do a marathon PR solo. I, I could be wrong, but I... I just think by mile 20, I would let myself back off without a doubt. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe by mile 10. (laughs) (laughs) I know I was going to like, it would have to, I would have to be like chased by a bear. So (laughs) I should like always have my Garmin on if I'm going to go for a hike and just be like, ah, today's the day. Like, let's let's hope, (laughs) let's hope I live to tell the tale of this PR. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Well, congratulations. I loved it. I, I totally thought this was a formal announcement. Maybe I just assumed, you know, cause I was just like, and that's why I asked. Cause I, I thought, I don't think she, I didn't hear the name of a race, but I just thought she, if you're training for an ultra, you're gonna bust out yeah. an ultra. Yeah. I think 
I kind of took the Chicago training and once it was sort of like, okay, I don't have the pressure of a marathon. Cause like we just said, I knew I would never do it virtually. It was like, I'm already putting in so many miles. The big change is really just on your weekend. Like you run a little bit more on that second day. Your long runs aren't actually that much more than they are for marathon training. So I was like, I don't know when else I'm going to feel the total freedom to try it and not worry about like pace for something else. So it was a good time. Yeah, no, that is so true. And I think it's something to be said too about focusing on what we can do right now, because obviously there's a lot we can't, but if there is something that you want to kind of do and or work on or focus on, be it sometimes not running specific, but something like this. Yeah. Because the longer distance you go a lot of times too, you slow, we slow down. So it's like something like this, it gives you the time and kind of opportunity and you have all that fitness in the bank. It's like, how do you want to kind of cash it in? Yep, exactly. I love it. I mentioned to you that I saw this recently and I feel like there were a lot of comments on it. So I don't even remember if I chimed in, but you posted on Instagram that someone had, was it a comment that they (laughs) called you vanilla? And it was very funny to me for a couple of reasons. One is I think they didn't mean it in a nice way, but you were very funny. And I think you even referenced that you like vanilla ice cream. Was that like your favorite? (laughs) I thought that was really funny, but, um, kind of that it's, how is this necessarily an offensive thing? So what was that little interaction that, what were they chiming in on? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know how it is in the world of social media. You're always going to get direct messages from the random person who you've probably never heard from before, who has decided that today, for some reason, they need to tell you how they feel about you. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just going away, they would like to tell you how they feel about (laughs) you. Um, So yes, it was obviously a like, you're just so like plain, you don't do anything interesting, like kind of comment, um, Mm -hmm. like you're not running that fast. You're not like, whatever, you know, you don't have this huge personality. And I was kind of like, a, you haven't been around here long enough. I post a lot of weird stuff, (laughs) but it was funny to me because there are certain comments that just make me laugh versus the comments that are like, if you were going to like comment on me as a coach or comment on me as like an actual human being, like I will feel some way about that, but just a random, like, you're not that interesting. was sort of like, all right, have a great day. (laughs) It blows my mind because I feel like that is such an opportunity for an easy unfollow. Like if someone so easy. <laughs> is, if you're not into it, if you, if someone just like, whatever, you're not a fan, you think that they're uninteresting, boring, whatever, unfollow. Like it's the, it's the easiest thing in the world. So I feel like it was such an out of the way, like not kind thing to do. Also, I feel like it really ties in well with the fact that it takes all kinds and there aren't exclusively just fast runners or just run walkers. Like there is such a spectrum of body types and ages and paces in the running community. And 
I think everyone should be very welcome. Like we should all be just flooded with endorphins. If not run more, like, you know, (laughs) what are you so mad about? It doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of times it's just someone you catching them or them catching you on a bad day. You know, like I, I think it's that more than anything, most of the time, but I I do think that it's so important that we have every single different size type and pace of runner represented because there's also something to be said about the fact that there are so many runners and running coaches on having blogs on social media. And sometimes you want the information from this person. And sometimes you want it from this person. Like not everyone's going to like everyone else's teaching style or coaching style. And I love that there are, you know, I follow all different types of runners and I'm sure you do too. I know that you wrote the book for kind of the, do you call it middle of the pack runner? Yep, Middle of the pack. What was the feedback from runners I feel like a lot of times, even middle of the pack runners don't necessarily even call themselves that because we can tend to be very, very hard on ourselves, right? What were runners' responses from reading the book and kind of being able to ideally identify with it, but not to put words in their mouths? What was the response from the book? Yeah. So before I wrote it, even I was getting so much feedback from people that said things like, I appreciate that you don't show like pictures of your watch all the time. So I don't ever come here and feel like there's a certain pace that is now considered fast or slow. And that was a big thing for me when I started thinking about the book. And so a lot of the feedback I've gotten has been that like, okay, I'm, I'm going to call myself a runner now after reading this. Like, I see your point about how, yep, I've run 13 half marathons and I still tell people like, oh, I don't run that much. Like there's so much of this downplaying that we do with our running because we're not elite runners. So, oh, I mean, yeah, I've done one marathon. Oh, I've done five marathons but, and they act like that's nothing. And I think part of that is because we're on social media and we see all these other runners, but then we look around our daily lives and like the small, 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 small percentage of the world has run a marathon or a half marathon. And so taking that kind of step back and being like, no, man, like it really doesn't matter how long it took me. I freaking did that. Like, so hearing from people that piece, and I think the other thing I keep getting a lot of feedback on is okay, I'm finally doing the warm up because I probably preach the warm up at least once a week. So for me, that was a big component of the book, though, was kind of that mental aspect of like owning what we're doing and like finding your reason why so that you aren't so wrapped up in your pace. Cause all of a sudden your pace becomes a little less important when you're out there because God, you just feel good or you're just less stressed or you have time to talk to a friend. So getting people to come back and remember that, cause we didn't start on day one with like, I need to run my mile this yes. fast or this whole run is a waste of my day. Like, but all of a sudden we get there over time. And so kind of getting us to dial that back and be like, oh yeah, I guess that isn't really why I started. Yeah. And it is so hard to keep it in perspective. It's it's funny that you say this because I, and we started blogging around the same time. It's 
10 years ago. Like it is insane how so long. long ago it is insane to think. I look back and I think I was a baby. Like I was a <laughs> child and who gave me a computer that I was just like, you know, tapping away on like a fool. And I, even after that though, years in marathons and half marathons in, I remember a post where I wrote, and I have no concept of the timeline of this, of when I wrote it, but I know I was definitely a runner. And I said something, I had this like shtick for a while where I said, this isn't a running blog. It's called run, eat, repeat. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know, it just like, is so crazy because I was, I was even so hesitant because of, you know, the judgment of people saying you're not very fast or you haven't run enough or you just, whatever it is. And it's a disservice to people following me, following you, like following anyone that follows us. When I can't say I'm a runner, then you might think you can't say you're a runner, you know, and just realizing that is so important. Like I think, and I really like to encourage everyone to just you never know. We all, if you are on social media, you have followers, be it if it's family and friends, or if it is, you know, people you don't know, a virtual running buddies, complete strangers, you could potentially be inspiring someone else. And I think that trying to kind of post these things without having to downplay them, just feeling like you have complete permission to own whatever you are doing is really empowering to the next person that's kind of seeing it. And I really love that there is like this all are welcome kind of vibe from it. Do you feel like people are now more accepting of calling themselves runners without necessarily needing to say I ran a race so I can call myself a runner or I'm a certain pace. Yeah. I've definitely seen after the book, like, and reading it, a lot of people who have said like, okay, like that was a huge mindset shift. Um, and so then obviously always as kind of the new followers are coming in, like, and I will see like, people even like comment back to someone else who will happen to say something that kind of puts down their own pace. So I love the like community that has like happened there. And I do feel like this is a little bit of a shift that's happened for maybe Instagram in the last couple of years where it has become more celebrate where you are and what you're doing and less chase whatever someone else is doing. It's, I think it's amazing to follow those people who inspire you because I probably never would have run an ultra, honestly, if I hadn't been following certain people and thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, I wonder if I can do that. So I know there's a lot of like worry about comparison and it happens, but I think it's possible to use it as like inspiration while still celebrating exactly where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like it is hard to kind of sometimes find that balance of inspiration and not comparison. And it's funny that you say about the pictures of your watch, because I know a while back too, when I realized that I was getting comments of people saying I could never run that much after like a long run. And so I would just kind of say like, Oh, I did a long run instead of how many miles I did sometimes, just because I was like, it's, and it's hard. Cause we are, we're runners. We're normal people We're you know, we're trying to be ideally a good example 
on social media. And it's hard to find that balance of what I'm saying. This almost sounds like, you know, contradictory, but of like owning your victories. And when you have a lot of followers, not feeling like you're setting people up for a comparison situation, do you feel like you've kind of found a good balance of that now? I think, yes, it's been a little bit of a process. So like um, a good example actually was probably in August. So that's the point where like, I mean, I'm really peaking towards this ultra. I've been running a ton and I had a day in stories where I said, man, I only ran three miles and that just felt like, what am I even doing? And I had someone say, you really hurt my feelings because three miles is, is long for me. And so I got back on and said, like, listen, there's a point where a mile was long for me. So we're all talking in relative terms. So right now I'm running an average of 10 plus miles a day. So three feels short, you know, or there are times in training where like an eight minute pace feels unattainable. And then I run a 5k at a six minute pace. So like, it's all a spectrum of like where you are. And so I think now I will share general details through stories. Um, but I'm kind of constantly reinforcing that message of like, this is where I am right now. So like August 24 miles was a long day right now. I'm going to transition into short, fast stuff. So like there won't be anything that resembles that for many months to come. I don't think. Um, and that's okay. And it's the same thing as pace distance. Like we get both of those things and kind of get in our head of like a long run must be this far or, you know, this fast. Um, and so I do kind of try to continually have that coaching hat on, I think of saying like, listen, it's going to shift. It's going to change. We all started somewhere. I'm not going to tell you that I think three miles is long if I don't feel like it's long right now. Yeah. It is so hard when you never know where you are jumping in with someone else. You know, when you start to follow someone where they are in their journey, in their personal journey, you know, cause yeah. there are people sometimes coming off of an injury having a baby, you know, like or new to running, whatever it is. And if you are, and we talk about this all the time, like comparing your, you know, chapter one to someone else's chapter 13, and it is just something we all need to kind of keep in mind. And I feel like you do a good job of it. I really tried to focus on that too. And I think we also need to be responsible for like, how we are taking in information. And if it makes you feel bad, like you shouldn't follow someone. And it's not that like, you know, anyone wants to lose followers, but it's also like, I don't want to make you feel bad. Like this should be a happy vibe. We should, again, all be full of endorphins, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) if this isn't like helping maintain the endor the runner's high, then like- There are plenty of people I don't follow because- they don't make me feel good or I don't like the way they share their message. And like you said earlier, that's okay. There's, if there weren't so many different ways, like there wouldn't be so many TV stations and books and whatever. So like, it's totally fine. Like I don't need numbers. I I want community. Yeah. And I, it reminds me too, that back in the days where before social media was the main focus and it was blogging, there were blogs that I felt like were 
just super popular. And for some reason, they made me feel bad. It was people that oftentimes were very um, number specific, either with their weight or their calories or something that just like would wreck me, you know, like, cause I was just like, it just makes you think like, well, should I start counting calories again? Like I weigh more than this person. And it, and I realized like, even though everyone else seems to be a fan of this and it's like everyone else in the world, that's just like, you know, that too is like a false <laughs> yes. thought. Yeah. Yes, Monica, every single person on earth, but except you. you, just me by myself, like not, not reading this blog. And it is the same thing, right? It's just like, there is an audience for that person. And if it's not a good vibe, then you kind of need to just understand your boundaries with that. I think it's been interesting too, because we have both been around for so much, like in blogging, it was very cutthroat. There was no, like, I'll support you. You support me. It was almost this idea of like, there are not enough readers. So we must not like ever tell anyone that you have a blog. (laughs) And then with Instagram, it has become more like, no, go check out my friend who shares this awesome stuff, go check out this friend who shares this awesome stuff. And I love that feeling. Like all of a sudden we've realized that like, oh, like we're actually stronger together. And guess what? There are millions and millions of millions of people in the world. So like there's someone for everyone. Yeah. And no one except for Tom Hanks randomly just follows his wife on Instagram. I like to say like, no one just follows one person. It's rare that anyone just reads one single website, you know, does it just like has one podcast on their list. Like oftentimes, and I know with myself, how I'm, I obviously follow a lot of different types of runners, a lot of different types of people, or I read different websites. I listen to so many different types of podcasts. Like I'm not afraid to kind of shout out different people because it's like, the more the merrier. It's not like someone is like going on Instagram, just looking at you, liking your stuff. And then they like close it and they just leave. Like, yeah. why not just like, give other people love? You know, it's yeah. so easy. I feel like I'm very like quick to just be like, oh, this person seems cool. Like, let me follow them. Unfortunately, yeah. though, I never see my nieces. So I do need <laughs> to do something about that. They're like way down on the pile. I keep saying, I never see anyone I know in real life. And it's like, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> I will say I don't follow a ton of people. That is part of why, because I don't even see everyone that I currently follow. Yeah. That, well, I, yeah, it makes me feel bad if like, I feel because sometimes it's hard to separate like work from fun. So I, I kind of like the vibe when people have just their like family account too. So you could just see like family yeah. pictures because otherwise, like I said, I'll just miss yep. out on pictures of my nieces that I want to see. So, but that's a personal issue that I need to really work out. Where can we get the book? So book is on Amazon. um, So every format, including Audible, Barnes and Noble, Target's website. um, So pretty much anywhere you're looking for a book. Did you read the Audible? I didn't. And I'm really bummed about it, actually. So they jumped on it and just got moving Uh faster before I even had a chance to go. No, I want to read it. So I haven't listened to it because it just felt weird. Um, But the folks who have gotten the audible have said like, oh, she did a really good job. It's just that if there's someone who follows me on Instagram, they're like, Uh 
I just kept thinking, where is Amanda's voice? Or, oh, Amanda would have said that joke this way. Cause like, yeah. I try to be funny in the book. And so they're like, I just kept thinking like, this is how that woman should say it. <laughs> It was so funny of like your jokes, like she does not read them as jokes at all. It's just total deadpan. <laughs> and they're like, um, so she just ate an entire pizza. Like, you know, just like in the most serious way. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh so my God. I probably should listen to it to at least find out. But I was like, no, I just, I don't want to know. <laughs> I feel like it is, it's, it's funny when something like that happens. I feel like I have listened to books before Matt Fitzgerald and I, and Meb. I think they, one of his books he read, or at least he read parts of it, but the um, most recent one, he didn't. And it was like, confusing almost, you know, because yeah. you, you picture the person as you know them yes. and it just is like, wait, yes. is that, is this still Meb? I just got, um, total divas. Do you follow? Um, yeah. Is that the name of the total Bellas? Total, total Bellas. Bellas. Okay. Yes. I was gonna say, I feel like my brain is like connecting to yeah, what you're I'm like, I'm so, like yes. what are, what are their deeps? Um, yeah. the, the Bella girls, they yeah, read a book. So their book. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. They don't read it. Cause like, I'm such an audio oh. person and, but they are like performers. Yeah. I would very much, especially because they've had a TV show, like, yeah. you know, their voice, their words, it would be really hard for me not to hear them. Yeah. And I feel like they are, and they have a podcast and it's funny because I feel like the, with the WWE, you could tell from that. Cause I watched the show, but I didn't watch that, like the wrestling, yep, but you can see it. And it's meant to be very like over the top dramatic and so you kind of, that's how they are sometimes on the podcast. Like when they open up the podcast, it's kind of funny, but that's how I expected the book to be. So it's like different voices and like a different vibe. I just, it's very interesting, but a little, it throws you off a little bit. Cause you're just yeah. like picturing. So yeah, I'll probably listen to the book too, just cause I like a multitask situation, but I'll let you know. All I right. would think it would be cool if it sounded exactly like you. <laughs> that would be funny too. <laughs> and how can we follow along to see what's next? So run to the finish.com for new content and then run to the finish on pretty much every social channel. I hope that was fun and informative. I'll put all Amanda's contact info and some photos in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com. Now, it's time for the awards. First place goes to sunglasses with lenses that are made to work specifically in low light conditions. I have tried a few different pairs recently and think that this might be life changing. With the days getting shorter as we change seasons, I realized that when I was leaving for my run, it was still dark. But by the time I would be, depending on how long it was, mid-run or towards the end of my run, the sun would be up. And I need some sort of sunglass situation. But a lot of the darker lenses that I have aren't going to work. and. I have recently tried 
a few pairs from Gooder specifically that have, and I did research on this myself, so you could really do this with any running sunglasses brand that you are loyal to. But these have, I got a pair with yellow lenses, and those are supposed to be ideal for a kind of dusk pre-dawn situation. And I also got a pair with orange lenses. The yellow lenses, okay, (laughs) this is still first place, but they look a little funny. Like they're a little silly. It's not the best look. You don't look super cool, but they are effective AF. So definitely first place. They work very well. I know that a lot of different companies make this because there are a lot of references. When I was doing research to the best lenses for fishing, golf, like different outside sports where you want to make sure that you can see well. And as someone that has a history of falling and a great history of falling at that, if there was awards for falling, I would get first place. Maybe not. Maybe I would tie for first with someone else, but I need to be able to see where I'm going. And I'm also very preoccupied with the things in the trees because like I mentioned, was I don't know if it was in the last episode or when about the spiders. I'm so messed up about it. I really need to do some very thorough ayahuasca style come to Jesus moment about the spiders because I'm so jumpy. It is not cool, but I'm not necessarily looking where I need to be. And I just need to make sure that I'm not making it that much more difficult to avoid tripping by also having dark sunglasses on when it is dark in the morning. And not that it's dark. I am not running in super dark conditions, but sometimes it just stays very overcast here. I'm in Southern California, the marine layer. This is the weather people in Southern California. I mean, come on now. What a job is that, right? But they talk about the marine layer all the time. It doesn't burn off. It's basically, it just stays overcast sometimes well into mid-morning. And I am a huge fan of now using sunglasses when I'm going for a run that I know it's going to be a shorter run. It's not going to end up being super bright or it is a super overcast day or I am walking Diego earlier than I am going for a run or kind of later in the evening and it's a dawn or dusk situation. I think that the yellow lenses are really good in a dark situation. The orange are good for an in-between one. And I'll put links in here to kind of what my favorites are right now, but I am obsessed with running sunglasses. It's really insane to see my collection. Second place goes to Amazing Grass. I have been buying, using Amazing Grass reluctantly for, I feel on and off for years, but I recently got the Immunity, I think it's tangerine flavor, and I mix it with this other vitamin eco drink that I'm obsessed with, and it is amazing. I look forward to it. It looks, it still looks like green, like a very kind of not very thick, but thick green drink, but I swear it's so good and it has to be magical with all of the vitamins in it. It has to be. This is this, I believe. Third place goes to 
my Dia de los Muertos face mask. I've had it for a while and I always get comments on it. And it's actually deterred me from wearing it because I just, it makes me self-conscious and it makes me self-conscious. I'm going to do, I'm going to put the self-conscious meme up today. So check that out. That's important to me, but I really love it. I have been avoiding wearing it, but tis the season right now. So it is finally seasonally appropriate. And this is the only time that I am both in season and inappropriate is when I wear that mask on the actual Dia de los Muertos coming soon. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the show, please rate it in Apple Podcasts with five stars. If you hated it, please rate it in Apple Podcasts with five stars. Maybe your mortal enemy will see this highly rated podcast and listen to it. And then they'll shake their fist in the air when they realize that they were tricked. And you also did a good deed for me. So it's two birds, one stone. There you go. I really appreciate it. It really is very helpful. So if you have some time, please do that or share it with a friend. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great ride.